Hey, everybody. This was a very fun morning show. We discussed the action in the NFT market, the strange trends that are kind of dominating the market. And we did have a sponsor on the show. We had Jesse Dillon and the Snow Crash crowd come through to talk about their platform and also discuss the Birds of Solace drop by Varvara Ale, uh, the artist behind Flower Girls. Very cool information there. They did something really awesome where they took some old art and kind of brought it back to life with Varvara. Um, Yeah, also talk about what trades Kicks and Nick are getting into. So overall, really fun episode. As always, we're sponsored by FTX. Sign up at thenifty.com slash FTX or with the code thenifty on your FTX mobile app. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. It's Wednesday. This is the NFT Morning Show. We do this show Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Excited to jam with all of you. Uh, This show is about what's happening in the NFT market. What are the trends? What's going up? What's going down? Who's making money? Who's getting wrecked? And what are the stories of the space? I'm really excited to let you know that today's uh, show is sponsored by Snow Crash. Really excited to talk to some of the founders of Snow Crash uh, and discuss what's going on with that project, as well as the uh, inaugural launch on the platform, Birds of Solace by Varvara Ale, uh, an artist who I actually own work by. So you all should definitely retweet the tweet that's pinned to the top for a chance to get uh, for a chance to win a couple of NFTs that Snow Crash is given uh, giving away through that drop very excited to talk about that later in the show definitely retweet the tweet uh nifty nick how you doing this morning how am i doing oh man that's a question for the ages it's one i've been wondering about and sort of just philosophizing about recently it's sort of wondering like who am i why am i here what does all this nft trading mean you know it's something that i Spent a lot of time just reflecting on PO, and I've been just sitting here in silence um, for many hours this morning, just thinking about that and reflecting in a peaceful way. Well, it sounds like you're you're being very introspective this morning. You're deep in thought. Have you uh, come to any grand revelations, Nick? No, nah, hell no. <laughs> uh, no, nah, I'm probably I'm looking for the next thing, uh, some stupid project I can buy. <laughs> Well, I mean, yesterday, Micah G and I popped on the YouTube for a podcast and we discussed how blue chip NFTs are down, but poop chip NFTs are up. A little play on words there because there were several poop related projects that broke the one ETH floor, which is insane, one of which is still holding. So I've talked to a lot of like smart money. I've talked to a lot of whales and there's a good deal of frustration within the NFT market right now on what's popular, uh, you know, among market participants and what's out of favor. I've also talked to some project creators that I respect, uh, you know, in a big way and just, you know, got their perspective on what's going on. And yeah, I think that there's a little bit of frustration. Um, I expect a rotation, you know, a flight back to quality, but who knows when that's actually going to happen? Um, I do think that the quality creators that are building in the space will will create that. Nick, you were going to say something. What's quality like? Sell, I, 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 sell I, your I, poops. I, sell your poops. Buy the peas. <laughs> buy the PNFT. Get the plungers. The Get the plungers. That, that's the new. That's the new trend for sure. I, uh, Nick, the quality is you know the stuff like uh, the stuff you own. Honestly, you've got some really good stuff. I'd say that a lot of that stuff is quality. Wow, thank you. Uh, what I was going to say though is uh, some of these, uh, including the uh, poop ones, that involved 
the what was it? Shit monsters or whatever the hell they're called. Uh, sh- shit beast. Pardon my shit French. Shit beast. There Please you go. Please don't disrespect that project. My apologies. <laughs> project. But shittynomics instead of Ponzi-nomics. It just makes okay. sense. But isn't what the um, wasn't the ship project like enabled to be burned in order? Yeah, for you you'd to burn get one of those? two little poops. You get a shit and about fifty billion shit token. So the a Genesis shit beast. So that alone, if you burn the two poops, netted you like three and a half to four ETH. Wow. Well, can yeah. the NFT space get any more high so, brow at this point? Go ahead, it, Nick. But I, here's the thing: I just feel like it's it's a misunderstanding of. Uh, okay, I'm about to uh, advocate for shit. Is what I'm what I'm actively. I, I appreciate to do. <laughs> Real quick, you gotta understand what the shit beasts have done in the little poops in two weeks is more than ninety nine point nine percent of projects have done in the last year. And that that's the whole point, which is that like there's also the idea. It's like when is the rotation to one of one art going to happen? It's not like that's not the way that this market is. And instead, you need to understand what the medium is. And the medium is, I'm not saying that these two things don't coexist. They do exist. But it's not like all the volume that's going on in these poop projects and other NFT projects are suddenly going to shift to one of one art, for example. And I think that that's something that like, uh, instead, this is the art. And, and the reality is, is like as much as you hate that, uh, you, you can be creating creative approaches to uh, narrative development, something we discussed the other day, or just uh, overall. I mean, that's actually the, the synopsis of it, as well as just pure execution on dynamic uh, projects, which is what the NFT space is all about, and as well as some of these generative ones. So I, I don't know. It's just it, it's there seems to be this whole thing, which is like, oh, man, this is messed up. And the names of it are ridiculous and it's borderline insulting. But so is like most modern art. If you walk through like MoMA, you're like, what the hell is this? Like the person literally took a black canvas and slightly turned it by like five degrees and called it askew. And suddenly that's like uh, worth a bunch of money. that's all that it is so i think it is art i think that that is um i I, i'm not trading i don't know that like the the meme or whatever is going to sustain some for some indefinite period of time with many of these projects but for many of them they might and uh it's as ridiculous as they sound and that's kind of the point of it yeah i look i i appreciate the perspective nick usually uh i feel like i'm taking the approach that you just took and you're more of a like this is you know this is bs approach so i definitely appreciate the kind of the the flip there uh kicks you have your hand raised what's going on yeah i'm not i i understand why you know some smart money or like you know project owners of uh projects that maybe they think are more serious would be getting frustrated by this environment but um, I mean, I just look at it pretty simply, which is that like no one, no one's buying these projects because they think it's uh, a project that's going to be worth anything six months from now. We have enough history to know that's not going to happen. This is just literally when when the volume goes down, there's not there's no new investment money. So the only thing that there's left is trader money and traders will literally trade anything. Um, so I think this is just like a symptom of a flat market 
where where people are just like where traders are dominating the market and they'll trade anything you know what i mean it's it's sort of like the equivalent of like back in 21 2021 when SPACs took off right people were literally trading like four letter tickers <laughs> you know what i mean like they had no idea what the company was doing the fundamentals the executive team behind it they were just like oh cool uh there's this new thing that uh, a rare mineral SPAC. i'm gonna buy into it you know what i mean it, it was it, a trend it was just a, trend, was a trend that people jumped on exactly so this is like there's you know smart money isn't getting into these projects that it, and it doesn't matter because they went up because traders are trading it and they'll eventually go back down when traders traded back down but um i just you know it just it to me it's not like a sign of like oh like the nfts are all you know poop um it's more of a sign of like traders are going to trade anything you know in in a market th uh, that's dominated by traders so i'm not looking too much into it i'm not i'm not trading it it is funny to see like okay like troll dash town dot wtf went from you know 0 0.06 the first time i looked at it to 0 0.18 to 0 0.35 this morning it was 0 0.46 and then it went back down um so yeah i mean shit beast is 0 0.72 uh we, we are all gonna die is 1.48 yeah it's a bunch of memes and then people but it's mostly generated by traders just trading to make money so i'm not i'm not like looking too much into it it'll eventually people will rotate to more interesting stuff but it i think it's kind of funny to see i mean it's it's at least something to laugh about i am curious uh uh what uh easy eats thinks about this just a project should i buy into this well we'll talk about oh. it in a second i, I want to go to signal for the weather report and just one comment uh is that i do think we are all going to die is a, a bit different than literally the poop related projects although it sounds like some of the tokenomics on those projects is relatively on point and the projects are high effort um it, i do think that we are all going to die the performance art side of that um kind of puts it in a different category and i think that the floor price is reflective of that i don't think that it's a sustainable one i do think that it's overpriced now but that's not to say that that I don't think that it'll actually run further. But why don't we kick off our weather report, uh, the lovely signal, please take it away from our weather studios. Go ahead. Morning, folks. Yep, today, Wednesday, the 8th of June. Overnight volume still pretty flat out there. We've got a total volume of 38 million. Most of that coming from OpenSea, giving 32 million. Blue chips are all ranging. We've got apes at 98, 95, mutants at 19, and punks at 47, whilst moonbirds, doodles, and clonex are not doing much. Over the last 24 hours, well, overnight apes had the highest volume in sales, though, as we're discussing, it really is a different trading season when ship beast and apes have the same 24 hour dollar volume, about 3 million in sales. We're all going to die was momentarily delisted from OpenSea, which crashed the floor, but then it shot back up after being relisted. The sacrificial rituals continue to strengthen the community, and that floor has shot up from 1 ETH yesterday to 1.5 today. And it continues to be up only on poop. Vice magazine covered the poop ecosystem, writing two burned poops equals one shit beast. NFT collectors have spent $9 million on literal shit. We're representing <laughs> out here. That floor is constipated. You got a 1.4 ETH on ill pooper NFT. 
Onto the markets, we're ranging here again. We've got BTC at 30K, ETH in the 1800s. And so overall, as Punk9059 pointed out, today had the lowest, today had the single lowest 24-hour OpenSea ETH volume in seven months and the lowest dollar volume since July 2021. Whilst the blue chips continues to range with low volume, all the action, as you can see, is happening in the DGEN sub-2 ETH ecosystem. So for now, the 24-hour forecast is a mixed one. It's sunny on DGEN mints. We lost your signal. A rare, a rare oh, sorry. loss of signal. Sorry. There you go. Sorry, signal has come back. Signal is here. So I'm just saying, I'm just saying, <laughs> blue chips continue to range with low volume, and all the action is in the DGEN sub two ETH ecosystem. The 24-hour forecast. It's a mixed one. It's sunny on DGEN mints, but don't stay out there too long, otherwise you might get burnt. Back to you, folks. Kicks. Anything to add to that? And I just I, I love that weather point. I was just saying, like, uh, I don't really care about the, you know, poop bed. I think it's fine. But when when Vice, I mean, it's not like the Wall Street Journal, but like when Vice is covering it and like average people are hearing what we're trading, maybe that's not like the best thing. But uh, I mean, they love that headline, though, right? Like uh, th th that's a great headline. You know, they wrote about the insider trading uh, scandal. That was another headline that they love. So you just have to understand the the quasi mainstream media. I think it's actually kind of safe to say that Vice's borderline mainstream media at this point, at least for a certain demographic, um, they're going to pick up on those stories. So let's talk about Just Ape, the number one project on OpenSea's volume charts. We had not taken into account when we were talking about Solana NFTs being listed on OpenSea that this was going to happen, that we were going to see Solana NFTs actually have larger volume than, um, you know, Ethereum NFTs, and that's how these NFTs, these projects can kind of get on uh, the mainstream NFT markets radar. Before I throw it to easy, real quick, if you're just joining now, today's show is sponsored by Snow Crash NFT and their first project that's launching on their platform, Birds of Solace by Varvara Ale, the artist from Flower Girls, an artist who I actually own a piece by. We have a tweet pinned to the top. We're giving away two NFTs at the end of the show today. Um, so definitely retweet that tweet for a chance to win. Stick around, follow Snow Crash, follow Birds of Solace. Really excited to dive into that project later in the show. Excited to be sponsored by them today. Uh, easy. what do you make of Just Ape? I sold both of the ones I bought on my show yesterday for a loss. Like that. <laughs> that's good <laughs> loss um they're down to like seven the volume was unsurprising i expected it to be absolutely insane which is why i took the over on the floor price yesterday but this price action is also like very unsurprising to kicks point i would not be a buyer here the creators rugged two other projects on the soul ecosystem like soft rugged and has sold them to the, the community some bullshit but I don't anticipate this to be any different. I think we get like three to four weeks before they're like, yeah, this other person took it over and it's going to tank. So we're just in a hype cycle right now. It's like mint and flip season on Soul. Ton of hype mints, ton of volume flowing. But the Just Apes, I think they did great marketing wise until all the FUD is like just being proven true. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a different game that you, that is played over on Solana. It's actually relatively similar based on what Kix was saying. You know, the trader is going to trade mentality. Do you see any longevity from this project or are you kind of mailing it in on them? No, I took the money that I did make off of the predictive market and the one I ended up scalping from 7 to 10 and bought some stuff I actually believe in. Uh, I don't think these are going to last 
similar to kind of almost every other hype mint that's dropped in the last like week. We do have a couple upcoming ones on Thursday and Monday. Bubble Goose is Monday. That's one that's got a lot of actual interest in it. Carl Jones, the producer from or director, I forget his role. He was affiliated with the Boondocks. Um, his project has had a lot of like organic hype, and the team backing that Wag Me Beach is a legit team with entertainment ties. Uh, they were the only speakers at VCon, so I think there is some decent traction there for that project to actually continue to have success. But I think a lot of these ones that are just like 150 to 200k followers, like we saw from Just Apes, are just hype into the day of launch and then fade away. Yeah, it's a it's a a different game. It's a little bit of a you know get to the ball of money before it hits the project and then exit, which again is exactly what we're seeing on the Ethereum side. Have you been dabbling in on the Ethereum side also or just sticking to Solana? We right like now, the easy? poops. We're big fans of the poops, the shippies, <laughs> poopnomics. Shout nice. out Leaps in the Discord because that man is so deep in shit that I'm impressed. Okay. Um, but no, in all honesty, like I'm surprised at how well this team has put together the, the Ponzi structure for it and how they've actually maintained the like a, a altcoin that's not gone to zero. I looked last night and it had a million dollar LP behind it, still in the liquidity pool. So I'm like, this is wild because it just shows that they're like, uh, it seems like an actual team who's pumping stuff out. I followed the we are all going to die trade that happened on the night of the burn. And I kept asking for floor price updates because I wanted to buy in at 0.7. Uh, and then it pumped like 1.4 before getting delisted. I've just been kind of slow on ETH for some reason. Uh, so be probably because I've just been focusing on Soul the last like week or two now. Yeah, and I just let Art so fly on stage. Now wrecked so fly. Uh, I have a hunch on which project you're gonna want to talk about because I saw you buy for We Are All Going to Die. So let's try to keep it as uh, neutral, you know, as unbiased as we can. But what's going on, Art so fly? How you doing? GM, GM, and yeah, not not trying to pump it. Just some interesting stuff that's gone on the last two days, uh, especially with the delisting yesterday. So they tweeted. Right before the delisting, uh, be warned, you children of her. At the strike of 200, the ember will extinguish. Her light will be all that remains to illuminate the space. And then right after that, within like a few minutes, the delisting occurred. And what's pretty interesting to me is, you know, when the project first dropped, people were kind of pointing out that a few uh, OpenSea employees had bought them. And what was pretty amazing after it, you know, got relisted, a lot of people panic sold. But then later yesterday, I think it was late afternoon, somebody pointed out that the Wagdi wallet was actually sending ETH to people. Uh, and it turned out they were reimbursing people that panic sold for the price that they panic sold. The difference between that and the floor price at the time of, uh, you know, when they started sending the ETH. So I kind of think and suspect that that whole delisting was part of, of the lore and was actually planned somehow um, because it just seemed very coincidental for that to occur right after they tweeted that. And I completely agree. I think it was yeah. really planned. And, and I think it just, you know, it kind of makes me think, you know, when this project first came out, I thought, oh, here's another DGen Mint. Let me, you know, get in on it. But between the art and, and the storyline and, and, you know, their whole plan, I think this has been well planned out. And, and I love it, to be honest. You know, I think that uh, especially the other night when they were burning the mutant, I mean, I actually sacrificed one of mine the first night of the burn. I was one of the first 21. And, you know, when I saw them buy the mutant, 
I'm like, all right, what? They're definitely going to burn this thing. Um, not too happy about the rumors tonight. They're looking to burn a moonbird. Um, but... Oh, damn. <laughs> Are they so, yeah, really? They, they, they tweeted something with a, and, and it looked like an owl's claw. Uh, oh man! Last night, they're so. definitely going to burn them. Dude, we were doing the yeah. math. We were doing the math on the show the other day. They're totally going to burn a moonbird. That's basically a no-brainer. And then okay. you know what they're going to burn after that? Well, we what a board eight? I'm really a board eight, baby. A board eight. I think the way that they're they're you know playing this out with the storyline and and I think it's done really well. They've been executing really nicely, and I'm I'm really bullish on it, so. Yeah, I mean, you you were buying pretty high. I saw you buying at like 1.4, 1.5. Burning a bored ape is a significant thing to do. Uh, I don't know if... T- yeah, Taylor's in the crowd right now. Taylor is the original guy that burned a bored ape. And I just... I feel like that kind of like goes down in history when the project is that significant. Honestly, burning a moonbird is, is fairly significant too. And it's just... It's interesting that like, you know, Kevin Rose, the founders of Board Ape Yacht Club, Yuga Labs, they just can't do anything about that. Easy. Is there something that you wanted to add? Yeah, it was actually someone had an interesting post about the burning thing yesterday um, and how with IP rights, it almost makes it like a forever or everyone ape because now there's no one to individually claim it. It was an interesting Mm. thread that I was like, this is just kind of a cool idea around it that if they keep burning these assets that give IP rights, then technically can't everyone use them. So I was like, this is like a really cool concept. Obviously, I'm not a lawyer. I'm dumb as hell. I have no idea if that's even legit, but I like the idea of it. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think when Taylor burnt their ape, um, you know, way back when, and then created a piece of art using that ape, didn't Yuga kind of go after him for a second? Or yeah. Yes, they definitely, they definitely did. Uh, I think it was, I don't know what the ultimate resolution of that was. There were a ton of different, and uh, Taylor is welcome to come up and uh, articulate that, but um I, yeah, they did, but I think ultimately, like it didn't, it didn't prevent uh, those pieces from existing. It could have been blocked uh, temporarily, but it was like he made a king, and and it was a derivative basically. And there was some uh, debate over that. I, you know, you guys, um, in the scheme of uh, corporate, uh, you know, NFT projects, you guys now. Uh, the corporation, the man. Um, and so, uh, it, yeah, I mean, I think ultimately they file uh, legal complaints against everybody if, this, uh, if, if you do anything to go against their... Um, I'm just going to go out and say, I don't, I don't think it's fucking cool that they're like burning stuff. Like, I'm not saying, I'm not against burning <laughs> stuff. I, I don't think that's like cool. I'm not like, oh guys, this is like, this project's awesome, man. Like, look at this performance art. They're buying things and then they're lighting it on fire. Like, that just doesn't like do anything for me. That's you know the what I mean? Like, sign of a serial killer, dude. They could be like, "Oh, we just bought a Lambo and like watch us like fill it up with thermite and then shoot at it till it explodes." Like, that's the that'd same thing. It's something like, excited. That'd be more fun. Exactly. Like, do I, something like that. That's actually cooler. I think that's than, an like, actual project. Yeah, Schlums. <laughs> Schlums did that, I think. Or Schlums, however you say his, uh, his name. Um, he, he did that. He also did that with a toilet uh, and broke up pieces of a toilet that you could go uh, and get as well, which um, sold for a lot of money. But uh, the I, Taylor I, on stage. I get, I get your perspective, though, on that. I, and there's definitely validity to it. Taylor, what's going on? Yo, what's up, guys? How you doing? Good, man. This is uh, this is a, a moment for you for sure. 
right? I mean, how often are we talking about this burning bored apes? Uh, you're the original person that did that. What do you make of what we're all going to die is doing right now with the burning of, of valuable NFTs? Yeah, so uh, thanks for having me up here. And uh, I was taking a look at it, and um, I've been getting a tag, tagged in a lot of the posts, and everybody kind of has their own interpretation of the law, it seems like right now in the NFT space. But when I burned the board, the board ape, uh, Yuga Labs issued a, a DMCA takedown request to OpenSea uh, because after I burned it, I, I made art of it on fire. Uh, and the, the takedown request was processed. Uh, they, they removed the auction. Then I, I had other people make derivatives of my king ape and like killing the king. There was like this chaos thing. But Yuga's, Yuga's stance at the point was uh, if you don't own the ape in your wallet, then you can't make derivative arts of it. So uh, if, you, if you control the address, that's the only time you have the license. And that was, that was the, the place that we kind of ended at on that. That kind of makes sense, right? Go ahead, Nick. It does, but also at the same time, it, it's, it's ironic because uh, if, if they're going to do that, then they should be using their legal resources to protect other bored apes, um, which they don't. And they do, they do it just to protect it to the limit of their own uh, sort of branding. It, but like, for example, the ones, uh, the, whatever Ryder Rips and those guys have made, uh, that whole version of it there has been some legal takedowns but they're not it, it, it's it's such a it's a double standard is what it feels like um and, and i'm not you know necessarily an advocate i also think what captain kick says is pretty valid it's like you're using all of your resources or not all of your resources but a large portion of resources to buy and burn other projects it's cool i, I mean i can see the the, the art aspect of it but it also seems like a waste of resources. That said, if you end up generating more sales as a result of those actions, maybe it's not actually uh, a waste. But because we're, we're also discussing about burning, you know, pictures of, or various JPEGs. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think that Yuga has a double standard with all this stuff. But you could go on and on about it. I just think you know, uh, we we all are gonna die is very is kind of following in a similar vein as Goblin Town has done with narrative development, uh, well-executed well uh, development as well with multiple projects. So I think, um, I don't know, I'm actually, I, I like where they're at and I like the work that they're doing and I think that this is a, kind of a, di a different phase and it's one that's uh, personally inspiring, I think, with, with some of the stuff that they're building. Absolutely. And I mean, we, we talked about this, me and Micah G on the podcast yesterday. So they've generated 8,800 Ethereum of secondary market volume. So that's a lot, right? And I mean, the most recent sale is 12 minutes ago. So it's still going. And these sales are coming in at 1.6 Ethereum. Their royalty is 6.66%. Very nice, very nice little uh, painting the inside of the fence there. And so if you do 8,800 times 6.66%, uh, they've actually generated, even though this is a free mint, they've generated 586 Ethereum. So I speculated that there's probably like a three-person team that are the key members of the team. I don't know, but that's just like, you know, my kind of estimate of, of who's behind this project. So let's say those three people each took 100 Ethereum 
uh, to make the whole thing worth it, then uh, there's 286 Ethereum left over. They bought a Mutant Ape. That's about 20 Ethereum. That brings them down to 266. They're going to buy a Moonbird. Let's call it 22. They still have 244 Ethereum left after buying the Moonbird and the Mutant Ape. That's enough for a Bored Ape. And then they're still going to have over 100 Ethereum. So if there's a run after the Moonbird and they bring in another 1,000 Ethereum of volume, you can do the math on that. That's going to give them more dry powder. Um, and after the Bored Ape, that's probably going to be a big story, especially if there's any sort of response from Yuga Labs or Bored Ape Yacht Club at all. And you know, you really want to be polarizing, not only in this space, but also like in the entertainment uh, business. There's so many examples of polarizing figures having massive attention. You never want to be right in the middle. So I think a lot of people are going to absolutely love this performance art and this idea, and a lot of people are going to hate it. And that's exactly what you want to create. And so I don't see we are all going to die as some like Yuga Labs corporate startup long-term, you know, NFT um, like kind of cornerstone. So, yeah, but I, I feel like they could accomplish what they're looking to accomplish, which is a just want to see the world burn and do something cool. Go ahead, Nick. Well, and that's why we're going to host a ceremony in which we burn a doodle live on this show now. So really excited about that. Well, why gonna, a doodle? I don't know. I just made, I just made that up. I, I, th <laughs> I thought that one is uh, particularly burning a doodle for whatever reason just feels stupid. It, well, it feels rude, you know. Rude? Yeah. I, like the doodles are childish. Like that's like yeah. child sacrifice over here, Nick. Come on. <laughs> No, no I, I think we, we should play like some sort of dark music in the background while we do it and sort of really play up a, a ceremonial offering, um, a, a sacrificial offering during a ceremony. So anyways. <laughs> well, I want to uh, – yeah, go ahead, I think, Ben. I was going to throw to you. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say I think um, Moonbirds would be um, good to play in for their performance art because owls have to do with like, you know – um, a lot of Illuminati type conspiracy theories and things like that, like um, um, Moloch and all, all these different figures that they look at. They, they worship owls as wise. So I think it would be you know pretty on brand for them to to go to a moonbird. <laughs> there you go. I mean, I, I actually do think that it's a, a very clean transition for them to move from the mutant to the moonbird and then ultimately to the bored ape. I wonder if there's going to be any steps in between. If they did burn a doodle, I feel like that would just be very rude. But I mean, they have enough gunpowder to keep this going once a week or twice a week for a while. Um, you know, Micah G. Ooh, no. I got an idea. We buy some young kids, one of one art, and then we just burn it. And <laughs> that's, that, that's, that, that's how we get after this. That's, that's really rude. Really yeah, or I dare them to, buy a, to, to, to burn a portal. And if they do, we, you know, we, we go to battle in New York. If anything, <laughs> we just encourage that. <laughs> they could burn like a hundred portals. That'll be everybody bad. burn your portals. <laughs> Seriously. Um, <laughs> uh, Node, Micah G. Any thoughts on what we're talking about, or or a different topic? I'm sure. I, I actually think it'd be interesting. Uh, not if they burned a punk, just because the the punk kind of symbolizes mm. everything in the space. Damn. Um, although you know, and, and and honestly, like as a holder, I don't know that I that I'm that I'm against that. Right? It's like, oh, you just you just uh, reduced the supply a little bit, so you made it. You made it a little more exclusive, and it and it adds to the whole story of the collection. So, I don't know that I'm. That, I'm. Not, I don't know that I'm that opposed to it, to be honest. This just gave me an idea. I don't. Man, I shouldn't be spitballing live on air. But the, <laughs> the act of burning is something that should be uh, could actually be rewarded, um, and there, without even giving 
uh, any other NFTs. And that's just something I think you could, uh, anyways, various ideas going through my mind right now about this. Nick's cooking. Note, I hadn't even thought of punks. That feels different too, even different than a board A. Burning a punk feels like you're really doing something. So I and wonder if they're going to do that. Yeah, it's cheaper too. Mikey, you have your hand raised. What's going on? Well, yeah, I was just going to build on that um, on that thought, but I'm kind of worried about the price. Like, if you're trying to trade price action on these, because obviously, like we've talked about, the goal is the goal is like piss off enough projects that things will get burned. You know, like they're incentivizing you burning, they're incentivizing trying to get other projects to burn these NFTs. But like, as Kix was saying, where it's like, okay, cool, whatever, you burned one. I don't think it's going to piss people off enough that they're willing to pay two or three Ethereum to burn one. You know, like, like I think that it, it runs out pretty quickly in terms of, you know, what people are willing to spend to get back at this team. Um, so I don't know, like trading these, I'd have a really hard time with because, yeah, I just, I don't think it hurts enough for those communities that they would actually throw reasonable capital at burning these. Yeah, it, it you're just kind of banking on people being interested in this project because of that sort of watch the world burn mentality and thus capital flowing into it, which has already happened like two or three times, right? So with the attention span of the NFT space, they would have to do something really big. Uh, but I hope that they burn some of this stuff. The, the punk just feels crazy. Like the idea of burning the punk, that's kind of, that's a wild thing. So uh, I'll be curious, you know, to, to see if that's what actually happens. Taylor, any closing thoughts on this since you're the expert and burning extremely valuable NFTs. Yeah, not recommended. It usually doesn't go very well. And uh, shout out to Robinist, who's already burned a punk. So there, there's a burned punk already. Uh, oh, damn. Don't, don't burn apes. Definitely don't burn apes. Don't burn punk. Don't burn NFTs. It's bad, bad, bad thing. <laughs> Just as a closing on this project, I think it's leading into some sort of play-to-earn type of game as well. Because somebody pointed out yesterday that the Wagdi deployer wallet actually has a coin that they created um and it's it's the same wallet that deployed all the initial mints um with with a wagdi coin so i i think the burning is definitely to create some attention um but i think they've got a lot more planned out for this and you know i guess time will tell they have some money you know they've they've made a lot of money on that secondary and they've made enough that they can pay themselves, you know, nice little uh monstrous bonuses if you're comparing it to real world money and then still have a bunch of dry powder to to do some weird stuff. And when you're not spending money on, you know, NFT NYC events and golf outings and stuff like that and you're you're totally in the metaverse, you can definitely deploy some capital. Are you throwing shade at uh, ourselves? No. No. I love You're like stuff when you're not do. spending money on uh, on events like the ones that we're hosting which you should come to <laughs> i think that our audience our, our holders would think it's incredibly weird if we were just like listen everybody we're buying a crypto punk and we're burning it everyone's gonna be like what the hell are you talking about but for them what they're trying to accomplish um you know they're just trying to watch the world burn um so yeah so i want to talk a little bit about just the overall state of the market you know nick have you been paying attention to the eth technicals do you feel still feel very bearish and and if so what impact do you think that has on maybe the more mainstream NFTs that people are looking to hold for the long term? Because we're seeing a lot of trader activity like Kix was talking about, but I'd love to know um, you know, what you're thinking about what we're seeing. I'm in, on the, I'm in on the gnomes. I'm in on the gnomes. 
And I'm in on Just Apes. Let's go. <laughs> Wait, if, uh, am I missing out on these? I got to check. Well, I think he's being dead yesterday. serious. Um, <laughs> it hasn't changed since yesterday. I'm, I'm overall still bearish and waiting for uh, right now we're in this. Uh, I have a pattern drawn out on my chart. And so uh, we'll see. But in the next, I don't know, in the next week or something like that, uh, we'll, we'll see this play out. Um, until then I can't, I literally can't tell you. Um, but there is, uh, there will be some price action at some point in the coming <laughs> weeks. I can tell it you that It will go up. It will go down. <laughs> <laughs> it may go up. It may go down. Uh, and we'll see, uh, we'll, Dude, ETH we'll is see. cheap. I spent a half an ETH on, uh, on these gnomes. That's like 800 bucks, bro. That's like rock bottom prices. Let's go. It, it really is. is it, it really is. And you know, when I was talking about getting that ETH that I had to route through the Philippines, it made its way to my wallet yesterday. And I, I saw Sorry, the- what that you had to route through the, what does that even mean? Remember the uh, when I was talking about because the Ronin chain got hacked and thus the chain. Oh, is, got it. Yeah, so it has to go through Binance, which isn't available. So my my friend's staff member had to grab it for me in the Philippines and then send it my way. Um, but yeah, anyway, it was two ETH and I sold it immediately just because everyone's so bearish right now and I already have like a stack of ETH. So I was like, fine, I'll, I'll take some cash for once. Worst time to sell it, I, you have to think, right? Um, but the two ETH that I sold was 3,600 bucks. And just watching that that sale happen, I was like, oh my God, this used to be how much one ETH cost, you know? Yeah, that's, 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 that's what... <laughs> Sorry. What, what were you saying, Jesse? It can't be helping projects that, um, you know, that are, that are kind of middling. That are, you know, they say they sold that whatever a hundred hundred ETH worth of NFTs or five hundred. Right? It's like you paid some people. Um, now ETH is cut in half. You paid taxes. It's like seriously, you might you might have gone from you know five million dollars to half a million in in the course of a couple of months, and now you actually have to use some business acumen to make it work. So that 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 certainly can't be helping these like below blue chips yeah it's hard man and i mean like we saw some news events so someone was saying i didn't see this myself but someone was saying that smiles for example had a collaboration with stephen curry i don't know if i'm if i'm making that's that up. correct so stephen yep. curry is doing a drop where they have like some form of change to existing projects they have a partnership with or a collaboration with hate beasts as well uh so i don't know if they're really going for all the top tier projects or just swinging at whoever responds but, yeah, they have some type of collaboration. I was actually surprised to see that Steph's drop is going to be on ETH because of his partnership with FTX and his previous drop on Soul. Or if you remember, uh, Nick referred to him as Stephen Curley on the show about a week or two ago. <laughs> what? <laughs> did you? Did. You no. totally did. You did. It's recorded. Okay, well, play <laughs> that one back. There's no way I would have said Stephen Curley. Oh, you! It, oh, it, it was in the Discord. People were lighting you up, dude. It was so great. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious, man! I love that. Sports, man, go long, go long, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nick, um, uh, uh, Steph Curry plays this uh, game called basketball. I think you, you dribble the ball up and down, and you throw it into a hoop. Throw it right in there. One arm, throw it. Uh, Jesse, you have your hand raised. What's going on? Yeah, I think that I, that does speak to the frustration people were talking about. I, I really like Cakes' point that like. 
you know, this is just traders trading. It's like a gambler, right? If a gambler could be, you know, like a gambler would just bet, you know, which ant is going to cross the table if they have, if there's nothing else left. And you can say, oh, yeah, you should be betting on the ele- elegant horses or something. But um, if the traders weren't trading, then nothing would be happening, right? This is kind of like the same thing with people who are like, oh, yeah, we wish it was all art. Well, if it was all art, the market cap of NFTs would be, you know, a fraction of what they were. So, you know, I, I like the traders are trading thing, but I do see this. I think we have to have some standards and we've been saying for months and months, like we don't want a non teams. We want people really building. We want people really thinking long-term and then smiles versus comes out with like a partnership with the generational superstar of our time. And they're like, they go from like 0.4 to 0.5. And then these people are just spinning out poop NFTs. I can understand why some of the people that have been saying this whole time, we want this to be a bigger market, you know, can be a little frustrated that, you know, I mean, that's an execution. If you would have told, you know, people a year ago that Smiles Wrist was going to have a partnership with Stephen Curry, that people would be like, oh, my God, it's going to be like five ETH. But um, now it's just it's kind of, you know, it's, it's down. I mean, yeah, it's it's interesting. But I, I, I can't sense why people are frustrated when like two months ago we were literally saying, like, you need to build good stuff. You can't just work on memes. So, you know, we'll see. Maybe maybe all this uh we're going to die, you know, looking at opening up a page and seeing you're going to die. Death is inevitable. You're a piece of shit. Yeah, maybe we will. We will onboard the masses with this great. These uh, these great projects. <laughs> well, I just think that the market isn't favoring news events that are like quality ones like that. And when I talk to quality project creators, I think a lot of them are holding off to get into a stronger market. But if anything, I think that the traders trading, it's not a bad thing. At least we know that no matter what, traders are going to trade in this market and the traders do make the market, right? And like someone made a comment about fine art liquidity earlier. I think that you're going to see the real liquidity in fine art only in bull runs, right? Unless there's a crossover hit like a fine artist that is a crossover hit, meaning that the traditional art world is also very, very interested. But I think that if you want to understand NFT fine art liquidity, you're going to have to actually just look at traditional art world liquidity. And, you know, the same thing really goes for collectibles in a way. Um, the the kind of wrench that gets thrown in that is our angle with the crypto market. So it's, it's pretty complex to follow, but um, I don't think any of this stuff goes anywhere, but I think it's very cyclical. No, do you have your hand raised? What's going on? Yeah, I remember somebody said, you know, you, you know, you're in a in a bear market when uh, when news events don't really move the needle. And, and you know, when you're in a bull market, when news events, you know, make things really pop off. So uh, <clears throat> that's just one thought. And then and then the other is, is has there been has there been in the last few weeks, uh, like a successful project launch that was not a free mint? Like, I, I think that's an interesting uh, kind of meta that, that kind of great question me. node. I think the answer to that is Gnomeville. Gnomeville. Okay, <laughs> tell me more. Oh my god! Did you just buy Pump twenty of them? Did you just he buy? Didn't, he did in fact just sweep the floor. So okay. there's that. Okay. I own fifteen Gnomevilles and I own four just apes, dude. Rug me, daddy. Dude. <laughs> You're literally Cap- burning cash like you're, just, we are all going to die. He's just trying to feel alive, you know? It's like uh, I haven't I haven't swept the floor of anything in at least a couple of weeks, and uh, here we are. I, I have to spend that money. Uh, absolutely love that. Got to pinch mean, yourself I, to feel the pain, you know? Got to hurt yourself just a little. I, I do find it interesting, is- like, the, the, the Grimbogs, but the Bedbugs, which I mentioned, like, they – they they had they switched to a free mint last night and I missed it because I have a life. But 
the the uh, then all of a sudden the volume took off uh, and the price, of course, is, is still really low. But uh, that was one that was backed by there were several, you know, pretty decent size influencers behind that project. And uh, it's interesting to see that, that they've struggled. There's got, we'll see it leading up to NYC. There's a couple. I think Sneakerheads is coming out soon. Kumite is going to come out before NYC. Uh, it, that seems like about the time you'd expect a rotation. So, yeah, we'll. we'll Jeffy, we'll you're doing it. a lot of talking and a lot of thinking and not a lot of buying of gnomes. And I don't want you to get in on this project when it's at like point one, you know and then you do the brand. <laughs> you're like, oh, my God, if it's at a point three, though. I'm buying the top at point one. Da, 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 da. In, all, in all seriousness, though, it, it is one of those things that makes you, again, rethink your priors. When we were, I was, I was thinking, listen, I'm going to go back to fundamentals, try to buy the good projects. And now I'm kind of like, okay need to need to dumb it down again or maybe not dumb it down but let me let me readjust once again because you can never use prior history as your as your kind of yeah check discord i just posted a picture of one of mine i'll trade you for it nice okay (laughs) i'm glad that uh, i'm just noticing that our nft project no longer shows up in open sea search what do you mean go and search for it I was searching for it this morning, and uh, it shows right up. I just did it. If I type in the word portal, it shows right up. But this is a good time to reset. You got to type it. You got to type in portal. Type in the nifty. Yeah, I mean, okay, fair enough. Sorry, everyone, for the SEO issues with the NFT. But anyway, uh, excited uh, to reset the room here for a sec. If you're just tuning in. P.O. the dismisser. Hey, just check check on in. Thank you. Uh, If you're just tuning in, this is the NFT Morning Show. We do this show Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. We talk all things NFT market. What's going up? What's going down? What are the current trends in the market? What is everybody doing? Who's making money? Who's losing money? And what is going on in this nascent market that we're all participating in? Uh, Today's show is sponsored by Snow Crash and specifically the project Birds of Solace that's dropping on the Snow Crash platform by Varvara Ale, the artist behind Flower Girls and several fine art pieces. We are going to be diving into that project. Later in the show, we have Jesse Dillon, one of the founders of Snow Crash, as well as his co-founder, Walter. Really excited to learn about that project. There's a tweet pinned to the top of this show right now. And if you retweet that tweet and you follow Birds of Solace and Snow Crash NFT, then you have a chance to win one of the NFTs that we're giving away on the show today. So really hope that you guys retweet that tweet. Excited to talk about that project later in the show. But let's get back to it. So I'd love to hear, you know, from Kix, for example, you're over here degening, you're buying some some stuff. This is your kind of market, right? Like you have a reputation for not necessarily holding NFT projects for a long time, although you have done that. Um, are you happy with the current state of the market? And if you had to make a prediction of the next, say, 30 days, for example, which is a long time in the NFT space, you know, what, what could you kind of see happening as far as the NFT market goes, like a rotation or, or, or what do you think is going to go on? Honestly, uh, the only thing I feel bullish on is Gnomeville. Right, no, dude. just kidding. All right, um, thanks. Anyway. Uh, I, I, don't, I, I don't really know. At this point, I'm just going to hop in and have fun. It's kind of like, you know... Uh, if you're on a lake, you know, you got to get out there and fish to know where the good fishing spots are. I haven't been fishing in a while, so I'm just out here trolling around fishing so I can get attuned with what the new meta is. I mean, I think for the most part, um, I think Node said it, that like 
in a bear market, news doesn't really pump things sustainably. So I don't really think that existing projects are going to get any sort of meaningful pump unless volume goes up or unless they have a crazy significant news event. So I think for me, I just want to trade new projects. And if there's not a good new project on my radar, then I, I'll play around with this DGEN stuff a little bit when I have time. But uh, I'm really looking for new projects. I once again think that in a flat market with like poor macro conditions, it, uh, it's the shiny new toy. You want to get in on the new stuff. You don't want to be buying projects that are like three or four months old. They're just going to at best stay flat. So I'm just looking for new, fresh produce. <laughs> well put Mike G you have your hand raised something to add well yeah I was gonna on that note with kicks like yesterday I tried to buy a like I think called Gino's Big Time Chef which like had a really good website and they have like you know Sandbox as a as a uh, uh, you know a um, advisor so all this like you know gamification trying to do something it was like .03 and of course those are doing nothing and then I bought Dick Butt Verse and that made me like 0.25 Ethereum. So like kicks, I think uh, in this market, um, you know, I guess I got to give up on my dreams of stuff that's actually like trying to build something and and maybe just wallow around in the uh, in the degen shit for a little while. Um, just waiting for stuff to come back. If you're trying to make short term gains, then yes, I do think that that's the approach that you have to take. Um, you know, Ben Jammin, yeah, you just raised your hand. What are your thoughts on this? I think sometimes people just want to have fun, right? You just, you just want to enjoy it. You want to, you know, have a good time with your friends. And, and when people are degenning into things, it's not necessarily always about how quickly can you make money, but you know, you, you find in these projects that are doing performance art, like people want to be entertained. People want to be seduced. They, they want to, they want to enjoy what they're doing and have a good time with it. And in this type of market where there, there's just not really a lot going on and, and, you know, it was, it was great points about in the bear market, the news doesn't really boost things that much. So even when you do get, uh, you know, good news from established projects, it's not necessarily something that causes people to go rush in and buy. But when you see volume coming into these projects, even if they're degen, I think it's, it's just people having a good time, whether it's poop themed, you know, goblin themed, gnome themed. And sometimes those projects hit and holders tend to hold and not everyone wants to dump them. And when you have those type of projects, that's when people start to make money. But in these you know, types of atmospheres, if you're jumping into these, you have to assume that they're, you know, at least, you know, you're, you're going to lose a lot of your money if at least not go to zero. So, um, you know, jump in with, with hesitation, but also, you know, do it because you want to have fun, not necessarily because you're expecting the 10 X overnight. Are you participating? Are you buying any of this stuff, Ben? Yeah, I jump in and out of these things. Um, I, not not the the poop ones, just because like <laughs> you know it, it still is blockchain, and the, people <laughs> people will see, they'll know. People will see. Nah, um, you know, I I jump in and out of the the you know the the cheap ones. I like to have fun with it. You know, I, I put some money aside to, to you know. When you have a project that's like 0 0.02, 0.03, it, it really is kind of low risk, high upside, just because you never know what's going to happen. Like people, for the most part, didn't know goblins were going to take off the way they did. So, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to see that people are not just making money because, you know, th there's a lot of people that don't that you don't really hear about. 
but um, people are having fun. And I, I, I think when they see others having fun, then, you know, it, it kind of gets that network effect. And that's why you see this game of hot potato actually be able to be successful in cases enough to um, give people that those degen profits. Yeah, very well put. Note, I saw you raise your hand for a second. Was there something you wanted to add to that? Yeah, just I mean, uh, as a as a contrarian point of view, like if you if you actually are thinking long term, um, you know, I think a good idea might be to to, again, slowly DCA your way into some more ETH and then pick out pick the projects that you really like. Right. And then you'll probably you probably have time to uh, save up some ETH and then buy into those over the next you know few months. So I think it's actually a good time to focus on, you know, what projects have been around that you like and that are going to continue to to build and do well long term. And then and then if you've been wanting to get into one of those projects uh, as a long term play, uh, definitely like now throughout the rest of the year is probably a good time to to go and get them while the attention's, you know, elsewhere. So are you going to buy a punk? I, I already have one. Um, another but, one? Uh, another one? <laughs> Uh, I mean, I'd have to save up a lot of ETH. Uh, I'd have to I'd have to floor all my portals, which I'm not going to do. Uh, and <laughs> your 50, 50 portals so, that you have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, Pio, you, you called me. Pio called me yesterday and was like, why did you buy that many? Again? <laughs> no, I did and not I was say like, it that way. I, like I'm trying to I was like, this is a wonderful project. You know, I was like, <laughs> I did not say it stuff. that way with that tone. I was Bro, just like, yeah. why are you supporting us? No. He's like, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't want to sound like not... weird, but like, why, why did you buy no. those the other day? You're making that up. I was just trying to understand, uh, you know, what, like what goes through Node's mind just for uh, research purposes, right? Because you're such a all... buy shamer, Peel. <laughs> I'm a buy shamer of our NFT. Now, too many dodo birds asking me every day, what do you get? What do you get? And I I tell them, oh, no, the NFT is going to wash your car. Don't worry. Um, anyway, um, before we uh, we're going to be diving into our sponsor in a second here, make sure that you retweet the tweet at the top and follow uh, Snow, Snow Crashes NFT um, as well as or Snow Crashes uh, Twitter profile, as well as the Birds of Solace Twitter profile. All three are a requirement to win the free NFTs that were given away. Um, but yeah, Ben, I see you raising your hand. Hey, What's going uh, on? P.O., I just wanted to give you a quick update. You still can't find us by searching for the Nifty on uh, OpenSea. Just thought you should know that. Thanks. Ben. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to um, get, give one more tip for people who are, you know, degenning into these free or low price mints. Pay attention to gas as much as possible. Because, for instance, with uh, the, the Gnomeville project right now, uh, if you're buying in at like 0 0.03 or so, the, the total price that you're getting is, is almost double that when you factor in gas, you know, 0 0.05, 0 0.055, 0 0.06. So you have to list at least double. And that's not even accounting for the, uh, the royalty marketplace transaction fees. So um, people who are trying to flip and actually make money from this, you're, you know, if you buy a 0 0.03 you're, and you're buying into a, um, a moderately high gas environment, you're going to have to list at least 0 0.065, 0 0.07 to even start seeing any kind of um, break-even price. So it, it's something that I think not enough people um, uh appreciate especially when you're you're sweeping and on gem or genie all those gas fees get rolled up into one price but if you look at it on average you know you're, you're spending up where the you know you're you're 50 above the floor already 
Yeah, and that's why people favor Solana. And I mean, a lot of people are saying that this market reminds them of Solana in a big way. At least one whale has told me that he's just going to Solana right now because he's like, well, I'm not going to trade Ethereum style NFTs or excuse me, Solana style NFTs on Ethereum. I'd rather just trade them right, you know, on Solana, go right to the source. Um, and that's actually great because the sponsor of today's show is a Solana based NFT. So we're going to be getting to that in just a sec. Just to kind of wrap on this, um, you know, any of the speakers, Ben, Kicks, Easy, Jesse, Micah, Node. Um, you know, I'm curious, like, are you just sitting on your hands right now? Are you trying to get in on the DGen Mint or are you bracing yourself for the next trend, right? Because the trend right now is pretty established. And a lot of times when you try to get in on a trend late, that's how you get wrecked hard. Easy, you just raise your hand. What are your thoughts? Uh, I love this market condition on both chains. I've probably made more trades in the last like three weeks than this entire year. Just off of like quick trades, getting in and out of stuff, sweeping on scale and recognizing quick profit. This is like the market I genuinely enjoy. Granted, I've left, I think I did the math yesterday. I left like 21 ETH on the table between the shits, shit beasts, Goblin P, Goblin Burger, all the other degen stuff. So like there's still money to be made. Like I'm very happy with the returns I got. But even then looking at it from that perspective is like there's still so many people trading right now. And this fits how I was trading even in the bull run. So it's kind of just like I'm hyperactive in both chains at the moment uh, just because the conditions really play into the strategy that I trade with. I absolutely hate it. This is the worst. It's You're awful. one of those weirdos who buys things and sits on them for eight months. <laughs> buys things because I like the project. Like I, I, you know, we used to stand for something. We used to stand for something. And now, <laughs> yeah, where that's are for we? losers. Yeah, that's definitely where are losers. we? What have we become? <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, this was a great discussion uh, of the current state of the market. You know, we have a, a sponsor of today's show, Snow Crash. Really excited to learn all about the platform. Uh, another reminder, this is one of the last reminders, you're going to want to retweet the tweet that's pinned to the top and follow Snow Crash and Birds of Solace for a chance to actually win the free NFTs that were given away today. But let's, let's dive right in. So we have Jesse Dillon on stage, one of the founders of Snow Crash. Jesse, welcome to the show. How are you? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. It's nice to be here. Although it's it's pretty, you know, the way you guys are talking about it, it's pretty dark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's dark if you um, are risky with your capital right now, but there are clearly builders building like yeah. yourself. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah so, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, you know, I think it's kind of a good time to be in just if you want to, if you want to make things, uh, I agree with you totally. So that's, that's what that's what we're trying to do, you know, make cool projects, basically. Absolutely. And, you know, I'd love to hear your kind of, you know, pitch on Snow Crash as a platform and a little bit about this first drop with, again, Barbara Ale, an artist who I own work by, an artist that's pretty well known in the Ethereum NFT trading space because of Flower Girls, very notable project that came sure. out in late 2021. Um, yeah, would love to know more about Snow Crash. So Snow Crash is a uh, it's a curated platform on Solana. And, you know, basically, uh, you know, I got, you know, I've been a collector for a long time and there I saw just a place for where uh, it was very hard for artists, not uh, crypto native artists, but just artists who were not crypto native to, um, you know, express themselves in NFTs. So I felt like that, you know, all sorts of kinds of artists, um, 
you know, who were looking at the space but didn't necessarily know what they could do in it. So I think that there's like a, uh, a translation uh, kind of area where I think that uh, traditional artists are going to be able to get in as the market expands again when, uh, whenever that comes. And, uh, uh, you know, I think that, that we're good at translating for those artists. And then I also see a, 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 that as, as NFTs at the current time are just at the very basic um, level uh, that they can be and that as the years go on, as we learn to tell stories and it's a new frame on storytelling, I think that there'll be um, new ways to use the NFT to tell stories. And as a filmmaker, that that's a very exciting uh, place to be. Yeah, no, I, I could totally see that. And, you know, we're seeing those narrative based projects emerge now in somewhat of a uh, rough around the edges way with both uh, We Are All Gonna Die and Goblin Town. But I think that you're totally right. We also saw the NFT space kind of take the world by storm first as an art focused yeah. area. Yeah. And, uh, you know, since then, it's shifted a bit to collectibles. But that doesn't change the fact that art will will forever be changed and will forever now have a home in the nft space and we were talking about liquidity talking about market cycles mm -hmm. um at the end of the day you know people like yourself are, are building these platforms artists like varvara aren't going anywhere so we'll obviously see a, a cycle of of big attention back to the art side um you know how do you kind of you know look at the art side of the nft space well i look at it like i mean varvara is a good example of an artist who you know she she lived in uh lives does isn't currently in russia she's uh in georgia but uh you know she was a, she was a, a a teacher of art there and just got in and uh people just had a you know uh, a very they feel a very uh strong kinship with her work and uh you know i started working with her before uh flower girls hit and um you know, it's just been a pleasure to watch how that project has just sort of exploded over time. And uh, Birds of Solace, the project we're doing with her is sort of an extension in a in a different way. It's not about flower girls. It's about the original Audubon prints, you know, about reinventing them. And so I think that um, artists are always going to, you know, I think for artists who understand what the what this new medium is, I think it's a great opportunity. You know, it's a great opportunity for musical artists or filmmakers to have a much more intimate relationship with their uh, with their fans. So I think that it it really I think it's going to work in the long term because people want that additional way to express themselves. We haven't seen that so much yet because I think we see artists thinking about it in a very binary way but the the um you know say you're a musician and you're a painter and you're a filmmaker well all those things can exist in nfts but they can't they can't exist if you're just working at a record company a book company and a, a, you know uh uh you know that it makes it much harder to express yourself fully as a individual person so i think you're going to see a lot of people make really uh strong use of the medium absolutely and so fine art music film are those the primary uh you know areas that snow crash is focused on or are there it, more well it it is the primary um focus in a way i guess what what i would say is that you know you you uh when you look at the medium you know it's so if you're a filmmaker you you're making films if you're a musician you're making records but with the the um, what the NFT is is just a new box where we haven't seen all the things that can be expressed within that. So you can use 
architecture or and and ultimately use things in the real world uh, to interact with your NFT over time. And I think we're, you know, the smart contract makes it possible to do a lot of things that haven't been possible up to now um, by making it possible for the artist to be paid directly without having to go through an intermediary is a dramatically different, um, uh, you know, kind of thing. And on a, a financial level, I think what you see is uh, a musician now who's working in streams, you know, before they worked in records and then they went to streaming, um, uh, they can get paid a lot more with NFTs because they don't need a record company. I mean, the, the, um, the flip side of that is you need really strong marketing, which, you know, we have a background in, in doing a lot of marketing. Um, uh, so, so I think that you need to have, it needs to be thought out as a complete project and how, how it relates. I, I, you know, I, I think it's important for these projects not to be, um, you know, I, it's like, I think you can grow a project too. It doesn't have to be, um, everything, uh, has to come out at once and be the biggest home run in the world. It's like, you can, you can start to grow, you know, if you're an artist, you can develop yourself over NFTs and your relationships. And I think projects can do that too. Um, uh, where they, they keep, uh, keeping the fans interested in what you're doing, you know, or the collectors, you know, collectors could collect for long-term value. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it sounds like you have a, a very strong understanding of the NFT, you know, markets and the NFT space. Um, could you share a little bit about your background? I mean, it sounds like you've been w working with Varvara for a while. Um, could you talk about your background prior to the NFT space and what got you into the NFT space? And and by the way, I know your co-founder, Walter, uh, I'm trying to yeah. get him on stage. I think we're getting uh, rugged here as we do sometimes on Twitter. <laughs> I've invited him a couple of times. I thought we got close to getting him on stage. Yeah. I saw the but anyway, yeah, if you could talk about your background, Walter's you know, background, that'd be fantastic. You know, Walter, well, Walter should talk about his background. Um, uh, but my background is in, uh, I came from the film business. I made movies for the studios. And then I have a company called um, uh, Wondrous, which tells stories for organizations around, um, you know, it's like uh, all sorts of, uh, you know, for places like the National Institutes of Health or, uh, uh, you know, Boeing or Intel or, or um, you know, Harvard Medical School, usually hard to tell stories. And I've spent a long time working with artists like Tom Waits and Elvis Costello for many, many years. And so the um, uh, what I see in NFTs, you know, is just the ability, you know, with a lot of the artists that I've worked with, it's, it's always a challenge to protect them and for them to, you know, they started getting lots of requests to do NFTs and they didn't have any way of really knowing um, uh, whether they should do it or not. And so, you know, what happens is, is that it, it takes a while to try and untangle the space and understand what it is. So, you know, for a couple of years, I've just been collecting and watching. I, I certainly, I know a, a bunch not compared to these guys you've had on this show this morning, but but I I do know a lot about how to make things, and so you know the idea of Snow Crash is how to take those same kinds of artists and bring them into this new medium in a way that that they can they can express themselves over time. So um, and and what is what does older IP mean in this space? So, you know, we're, we're going to do um, uh, one of the next drops we're doing is with the, My the Miles Davis estate. And, you know, the question is, well, what does jazz mean as an NFT? Um, and I think that you'll, 
you'll start to see these kinds of projects. We have projects with filmmakers and, and different, uh, different people like that. And, and what I think it is, is just like, how do we, how do we make a, um, a space for them to be able to do, you know, extend what they're already doing in a new and different way. That's awesome. And, and, and you know, I think we're going to see more and more. I've talked about this before. You're going to start to see the estates of these famous, you know, late artists like a Miles yeah. Davis. You're sure. definitely going to see it with people like, you know, literally like Jean-Michel Basquiat's estate mm -hmm. will be putting out these NFTs that are just, you know, official releases by an artist who is yeah. no longer around, but the technology surrounding NFTs makes it more seamless to yeah. release more work that collectors favor and obviously support the estate of the artist long term. So I think that's fascinating that you have a Miles, I mean, that's a big name to drop, right? Miles Davis yeah. drop coming out. Um, and so I, I was wondering too, you know, you, the platform is, is based on Solana. Um, mm -hmm. What I love, I love hearing about that. You know, we're sponsored by FTX, and mm -hmm. I know that you you all have a relationship with FTX as well. And, sure, you know, sure. Start starting to see some bigger players like Stephen Curry and, and Tom Brady sure. get in the mix on FTX, or excuse me, on Solana through FTX. Yeah. Um, you know, for, for what, what inspired the Solana side as opposed to Ethereum? I, I think everyone would would love to hear that. Well, I mean, you know, just on a basic level, you know, the environmental factors and the gas fees, all the things that are the obvious sort of answers on um, Ethereum at the moment. You know, I don't know, ultimately, you know, at, at some point, these are all going to be one, you know, it'll be one chain, and it won't matter. But the, the um, for a lot of the artists that I'm working with, the environmental factors are really important. So, um, you know, you can, you see a lot of projects or a lot of chains where they're doing offsets, but offsets are not really that environmentally friendly. So, um, in with this blockchain, I think that that's a really powerful thing. Also, it's really fast. You can do so many transactions, all of the technical things behind it. But, but for the artists that I work with regularly, that's a, it, it, you know, there's obviously that, that sort of, um, split between Ethereum and, and Solana. The first project that we were involved with was on Ethereum for, we did a project for the UN um, around their Giga project, which is around connecting all kids around the world, all schools around the world onto the internet. Um, and uh, we did a project there that was, that was successful with Nadi Bremer. And um, uh, I think that it just, for what we were going to build, it felt like Solana was the right place for us. Well, I know Easy Eats, our, our resident Solana expert, loves hearing that. Uh, yeah. Nick, you had a question? Well, the most obvious one to me is, did the Snow Crash name just come from the book? Um, uh, no, you know, I, I, uh, it's a coincidence. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. <laughs> did, did, you just, did you just spitball names that yeah, came, up that with, just, came up with that? It's a good name. Randomly it's a great came name. Up. Yeah, I, you know, I realized there was a book much later, but uh, yeah, it was uh, uh, yeah, it's just a coincidence. It's 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 a important coincidence, primarily because the NFT space. I mean, it's kind of uh, the defining book of the metaverse, right? Well, absolutely. You know, and. Uh, you know, if uh, NFTs are going to be the um, the currency of the metaverse, which it, it seems like it, you know, it's going to need a currency for uh, for people to exchange things. It, it you know, is pretty good coincidence the way the name worked out that way. I am curious for, for uh, with Easy's perspective on Solana NFTs and marketplaces and things of that nature. How you see this like operating in the market and what what uh, if 
Yeah. You know, uh, you know, I'm not an expert on the market conditions. I, I would like to collaborate, you know, with, um, you know, different marketplaces. So, you know, I think of us as, you know, we're a, um, you know, we're a platform and a lot of the things that we're building into the platform, which are, are important are the things that make um, big IP holders feel okay, you know, in terms of, um, you know, as, as we get into uh, the security, lots of issues that you wouldn't want um, big studios would be concerned about those questions. I think that we want to, we want to be able to mint those things on our platform. And, but I think in general, you know, I'd like to partner with Magic Eden. I'd like to partner with different groups that are are doing things because I think that they're all doing things in slightly different ways. They have different audiences, and and uh, you know, I think I, every time we work with a different uh, group, um, you know, we learn something. You know, I, I learn more about uh, what's possible. You know, they each have something different to offer. So uh, that's how I'm thinking about it. The uh, the IP play is key, and a lot of um, large brands have been hesitant to enter uh, because of that. But then also the environmental reasons were a main driver. Of that sure. w- was that was that one of the reasons for going with Solana. Well, I think it is. Um, you know, the big uh, brands don't necessarily know um, uh, so much about. You know, I think that they just read like Solana is more environmentally friendly. We're going to do that. But they have lots of other questions. You know, they. I think what you see with with a lot of the big brands is just that they're fearful that they're going to make a mistake. So so they're they're just putting their toe in the water on something. So, you know, and 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 that can be, um, you know, that that can be uh, unmerciful. You know, if, if, if it just makes it very hard to make deals with them although i think that they're i think you'll see a lot of them coming in because i think that the uh you know the marketplace you know is ready for them i think the trick is you know what's the pricing you know they can't get the pricing to be too crazy initially um and i think it's i think it's ultimately about long-term value for on on that side it's like how do they put their brands in there but the brands uh continue to grow in the space and so you see some people starting to do it you know making um you know, big investments, but it's been the, in the conversations I've been in, it's been pretty difficult to get a deal done. Much easier, much easier to get things done in the metaverse at this moment than it would be (laughs) just in straight NFTs, you know? I I mean, absolutely. You know, the buzzwords kind of drive the understanding outside of the, the kind of purists in the space. You know, you, you mentioned that you've worked with Varvara for a long time. Mm-hmm. Again, really talented artist, been in the NFT space for yeah, a yeah. while. Success both as like a one-of-one style artist or limited edition style mm-hmm. artist, I should say, but then also on the collectible side. What can you share about Birds of Solace? What can you share about working with Varvara? Um, I think you know everyone would love to know a little bit more about that. Well, I think she's really amazing. I mean, uh, you know, so Karen on... Uh, our team found her, you know, way back because she was just a fan. And when I, when we first approached her, she, you know, there wasn't, you know, she was just kind of starting in this space. So, you know, that, that's been a, um, a great collaboration. Um, and uh, she's, she's had to move from Russia, uh, you know, a lot of turmoil in Russia right now. So it's, it's taken a bit longer than we, than uh, we thought in the beginning, and, uh, you know, that's just been a great collaboration. It's the, the Audubon birds, you know, we're talking about birds again. These, these birds are 
from I forget what year, but it's like 1850. John Audubon was a, a naturalist artist who just went through and painted all these birds, the birds of America. And so what we wanted to do was just take those birds and then we gave them to her. And then she just painted, repainted on top of them. So they're, they're, uh, it's very beautiful looking and it, it, it's sort of, um, you know, it brings a different side of what, what she does. And, and, uh, you know, I love the project and, um, you know, we're going to be dropping it on salon in the next couple of days. So, you know, I, th I think it's, it's, it's a, uh, you know, I'd love people to come in and buy them and hold them for a little bit, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's the idea with yeah. fine art. Yeah. Um, between the miles Davis drop and the details on this drop, uh, first of all, I love it. I love the angle. And this is like leveraging, it's what I was saying before, right? It's like leveraging the technology that we have at our disposal now through blockchain, through Web3 to, uh, you know, bring art to collectors in a way that they wouldn't otherwise, you, you wouldn't otherwise be able to do. And in a really cool way, too. I feel like the artists that listen to the show, like I see a bunch in the crowd right now, um, we're, I think we're earning some points having you on today with them because this is, uh, you know, such a cool art project. Um, so when, when exactly is the drop and how people can how can people get it? Well, it's the drop is in the next couple of days. And if you just come to, uh, you know, I think if you just follow our our Twitter that will will um, we keep putting stuff out on there telling us uh, telling you exactly when it is, um, uh, you know, trying to get the actual information. But it's in the next uh, it's in the next couple of days. Just give me a second. I'll get you the exact stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, take your time. And we have the verified snow crash and uh, the snow crash Twitter profile on stage. So make sure you follow that. And then the official Birds of Solace Twitter page. Reminder, last reminder here. Yeah. Uh, in the next couple of minutes, we're going to be giving away or, or, or picking winners for the NFT giveaway for this drop. So you'll get a chance to win pieces by Varvara. Um, all you all you traders out there can check the floors on Varvara's pieces, but you're, you're realistically going to want to hold these because they're fine art. Uh, but retweet the tweet that that's pinned to the top and follow those two profiles. And I will be picking winners here in the next couple of minutes. We will announce them live on the show. Um, and while Jesse's grabbing that information, you know, yeah, it's pre okay. pre mint is today and the drop is tomorrow. All righty. Pre mint today drop is tomorrow. Um, and, and that's on the snow crash website, correct? Yep. Yep. Snow crash NFT. Very nice. So, um, you know, Jesse, any anything else that you think is worth mentioning surrounding either the project or the platform? You know, I always say that we love partnering with platforms because there's just so much to them, you know, compared to just partnering with an individual project. And the fact that you guys have such cool stuff going on, like the Miles Davis drop, um, you know, and the, it, the connections that you seemingly have outside the NFT space and the natural, right, the natural onboard that you can have with some of the estates of these fine artists and these projects from way back that can get revitalized by someone like Varvara. Anything sure. else? Yeah, anything else that you'd want to share uh, to the audience now about the project that they might not already know? Well, you know, I'm just I'm definitely looking for artists. If there's artists out there who are interested in collaborating on stuff, you know, I think that we're a we're a good place to do that. You know, it's like, um, uh, and I think that the story, you know, trying to develop the stories of the drops beyond where we are uh, right now in the medium, I think is something that we're really interested in doing. And, and uh, 
you know, uh, you know, that that's, I guess what I'd like to say, I guess Walter didn't did Walter, Walter wasn't able to come on, I guess. Yeah. So Twitter spaces is still, uh, buggy, I guess okay. you could say. Um, and I saw him request, I went to let him on and then he yeah, disappeared. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Walter, if you're out there, if you want to leave the show, quit Twitter, come back. We'll try to get you on. I just let Arena on stage, a good trader, but an even better fine artist. And uh, Arena, I don't know if you came on to ask Jesse a question about the platform or, or make a comment. You I'd can. Love to... you, ahead, you, I was going to say you can also pipe them through like Google Meet or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we can definitely do that. We can do that real quick. But Arena, did you have a question or a comment about Snow Crash as an artist? Um, I just came to say good morning. <laughs> hi, hi, Arena. Welcome. And my, good morning. Good morning. I, I, it was a timely request to speak, and I was like, "Oh, yeah. great! We have a, a talented artist to bring on while we're talking about Snow Crash." But yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm gonna ping over, um, you know, the a Google Meet for Walter if he wants okay. to to what? join here for a moment. Nick, what, what were you gonna say? Well, do we want to do the drawing? That, that's what I was gonna say. Is while I do that, we should do the drawing. Okay. So. Ladies and gentlemen, retweet the tweet that's pinned to the top to be entered for a chance to win two NFTs from the Birds of Solace collection. You also have to follow the Snow Crash and Birds of Solace NFT, or excuse me, I keep saying that, Twitter accounts uh, to be entered for a chance to win. Both of those accounts are on stage right now, so couldn't be easier for you to actually do it. And I'm going to go ahead and um, and draw the winners here in just a second. Um, so yeah, you have just a second here to go ahead and um, and be entered chance to win. I'm going to get a drum roll going, sending over this link uh, for Walter to join as well. Great project to have on. Here we go. We got our drum roll. So a lot of times the folks that win aren't. Did, wait, are you are you actually playing it? Why you can't hear it? No. You don't hear the drum roll. Now it's very quiet. It's slightly louder. How about now? Now we can hear it. Can now hear we it. can hear it louder. Well, there, increase it more. There's your drum roll. In increase it more. All right. So. There we go. There we go. We've got our first winner, and we're going to pick a few because a lot of times people aren't listening. So DM me. As I announce you, we've got Charlie Bravo. So that's at Charlie Bravo 7. Okay. And then a second winner. There's two NFTs being given away. So both these winners could win Charlie Bravo 7. And then Big Muse. So name is Big Muse. The handle is Rejoice Aconquo 1. So we've got Charlie Bravo. We've got Big Muse. Okay, and that's Rejoice Aconquo 1. I'm just checking my DMs to see if either of these folks have uh, answered. We're going to draw another one. Oh, this person actually has a Flower Girls NFT as their profile picture, so I hope they're around. This would be a timely winner. It's V Minoko, V-M-I-N-O-K-O. And it's uh, the name is Monokowar. So we've got three winners here. Not seeing any DMs from these folks yet. Uh, so we will continue to draw winners here until two. It takes a second. Also, you got to realize like there's a delay between when you're speaking and when the audience hears. All righty. Well, we're going to find out uh, if these people are in in just a second. Still looking for DMs for. Oh, we got V Monoko is here. Winner, winner. So that's our first winner. V Minoko, um, and we're going to send one more name out here. 
or a couple more until we get a winner. We've got four the one time. So so that's four the one time. Okay. So if you want to DM me here, you are a winner. Still waiting. Still need one more person. I, <laughs> What's up, Nick? What? Just pick another person. I'm picking. Yep. Honeybox. That's at feelyourlife999 honeybox. Okay. Then we've got that devilish rake. All of these different names are potential winners. All they had to do was stay in the show to hear this and send me a DM, but they haven't done it yet. We'll keep it going. We've got Ed Greek. That's E-D-D Greek. Okay. We've got a lot of random people that did not win that are DMing me that are trying to scam a little bit of a win. So uh, that's, that's great. Um, but we need Caesar G. Uh, it's the TH government, another potential winner, just waiting for a DM. Sorry, their account is the government. <laughs> yeah, it's at the TH government. Um, oh. Still, still waiting for one of these people uh, to respond that they've won. All right, we got Ed Greek. He won winner, winner, chicken dinner. We've got our two winners, Ed Greek um, and the previous winner that I mentioned, V Minoko. Congratulations. These are the winners of the two NFTs from the Birds of Solace collection. Uh, well, thank you so much to Snow Crash. Thank you so much to Birds of Solace uh, for coming on. Uh, Jesse, any closing thoughts for the winners here? Oh, well, uh, you know, uh, I hope you enjoy your NFT and, you know, thank you for having having us on, even though Walter didn't make it. But thank you for, uh, you know, giving us some time to speak. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Like I mentioned before, we really love partnering with quality projects and, and even more so quality platforms. Um, so awesome to have you guys on. Make sure everybody checks out Snow Crash NFT's Twitter profile, as well as the Birds of Solace project by Varvara dropping pre-mint today. Uh, public mint tomorrow solana based nft projects seeing more and more quality projects pop up on solana so i'm sure easy eats is happy um but yeah thanks so much for coming on today Theo, can i ask questions real quick yeah I yeah absolutely is this no crash name was inspired by the book <laughs> we already crash? asked this <laughs> yeah, no, yes, just i a, missed it sorry it's, it's just a coincidence <laughs> okay okay sorry <laughs> <laughs> but come and check it out anyways I okay. will. <laughs> okay. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. Got gotta love it. Um, so yeah, thanks again for coming on. Shout out to the winners. Uh Nick, anything uh before we close out here? Uh nope. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, there you go. Um, well, yeah, we'll uh we'll catch you guys next time. Thanks so much. Thank you. Bye, you guys. <laughs> All right, everyone, this is the NFT Morning Show. This happens Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. Uh, catch you guys next time.